Ben, stop licking yourself. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is the Fools with Tools. <laughs> Fuck, let's start that one again. No, keep going. Just roll with it. No. It's smooth. <laughs> Smooths with smooths. Smooth. <laughs> smooth. Fuck. It's because we were too... Like, there was no weird interruption or talking or anything before we before I said hello and welcome. It was weird and put me off. It's like you were acting like professionals. Mm-hmm. There. There we go. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Earl. And I'm Brad. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the Dolly DIYer. And you'll, you'll get that one later. Uh, so, gentlemen, how are we? What's everyone been up to? Correct, surrounded by boxes. What? Um, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in. I'm in Mike's room. He's he's a box collector. Um, <laughs> Mike from Modern Build. Uh, welcome <laughs> to Modern Build Maker. Uh, what have I been up to? Yeah. So since last we recorded, um, I'm still on the hunt for workshop space slash living space um so in the interim i've been helping ben on a couple of little projects um just either running camera so he can work on uh things he's converting his truck into a solar powered charging worksite vehicle so it's it'll awesome. have a solar panel i wasn't quite sure what the, the big picture was but it's pretty cool it's it's a big uh solar panel on the roof I uh, drilled a hole through a brand new truck, which I'm sure is going to upset plenty of people. Oh, you're going to hurt the truck, though. Yeah. Uh, and then Your own is... truck. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll be hooking that into the solar battery, the uh, Goal Zero solar battery. Nice. And he'll be able to, he's he's working on setting up a, like a tool battery station rack. So he'll have all the tools and stuff charging off the solar, which is a super neat idea. Yeah, and I'm... Okay delightfully intrigued by how it's all going to look and work out because uh, I've never worked with it before. So that's been neat. Uh, we've talked about a couple of other projects that we might all kind of attack in the coming days. Um, and I'm editing a video that I filmed back in Kansas where I, I talked about it on a previous episode, but I was building a railing and I filmed the whole thing and am now trying to put it all together. The Real kicker to it is that yesterday when I was editing, Premiere just decided it didn't want to, I guess, work anymore. Mm-hmm. It just stopped playing back and I couldn't really edit. So I this is my first attempt at using proxy files because I think the I think the file is just too big. I don't know. I know other people have talked about it or they use it. I've never yeah. actually done it before. So learning a new thing, and then the fallback is if if my computer is just getting too damn old, which I think it's six years old now, uh, I I may have to jump down to iMovie, and <laughs> I've never used iMovie before, so I might have to do that. So, it's very easy to use. <laughs> well, I've never played with it before, and honestly, with as little as going on at the moment, aside from just doing a lot of research and sending out applications to places, um. It's given me a little bit of catch-up time and then also noting that if the computer is really taking a bit of a shit at the moment, then uh, therein lies a challenge. So it may not be the most interesting build 
more so just me problem solving on the fly, which is always keeps the brain going. I have been speaking of keeping the brain going. I've been doing Donovan's treasure hunt. If anybody else has been keeping up with once upon a workbench on Instagram, he's been doing a treasure hunt for the last week. And it's, it's not quite similar to red. As reds. Yeah, gonna it's, <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely challenging. I will say that uh, if I had to learn anything from my old, uh, one of my old teachers who used to do a lot of problem solving and think outside the box challenges, nice. it's not hard. It's challenging. It's not difficult. It's challenging. Nice. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, it's fun. I'm currently working on one, trying not to work on it while we're recording. But I'm like too intrigued by what he wants me to do to figure out this. That's clip. why you didn't want to go first. <laughs> Maybe um, I was in the middle of clicking color <laughs> spectro analysis. It's it's difficult to research. Um, yeah, it sounds like you've had a, a busy, fun, if slightly frustrating week. Yeah, no um, building, but stuff. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Al, what about you? I've had a mixed bag of a week. It's been interesting. So um, work's been crazy busy since since we came back in the new year. Um, loads of new clients. So that means loads of like relationship building, not a lot of designing, but lots of kind of meeting people, um, taking people through processes, go, you know, going to visit the clients if they're producing stuff, going to the factories, things like that. Yeah. Um, and a lot of kind of, explaining our processes like we're not just a like d- design as a logo you know it's all about the strategy and kind of our understanding of of brands we, we do a lot of work where we help people with their products and things um so we, we, it's kind of it's hard for a new client to understand quite what we do so it's 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 a big onboarding process I say, I, I've known I've known you and like the job that you do for a while now. I'm still not sure what you do <laughs> other than like coloring in. So, th- so this this week as well. So, for one example of that is I had someone from a client side like shadow me at work for the week just to see what we do and the the, the kind of processes we go through and all the meetings and kind of yeah. understanding the different sides of the job. Been super interesting. Uh, and then on the flip side of that, I have. Um, like a junior started so it's the same kind of process but completely different lens and, and like trying to teach the the junior members like what we do yeah um because it's all well and good someone starting a design agency and they can design it's like a oh, great like what about the other 80 percent of what we do which is not designing <laughs> and you're like i know nothing about this they didn't teach me this at college it's like, yeah did yeah, you fuck all at college so <laughs> so work's been crazy busy um but but interesting um and then uh this weekend I had to redo the lighting rig for my friend who made the giant uh, Alexa that she goes inside. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a performance piece. Um, so she just wanted a bit more functionality on it. So the the original one I did was all like done on Raspberry Pi. As I say, isn't was, this like the third reboot? Yeah, and, and it was it was all done on Raspberry Pi. And it was like um, she didn't want to get into like uh, headless um, <clears throat> interfacing with it. Like it was just way out of her league. And so I was just like, right, I'm just going to put a plug a keyboard into this and blind. And I, I literally just taped over the keys what to press and yeah. like made like a little sort of like fake keyboard for her. <laughs> and it was fine. And it was really basic functionality, like spinning lights when she's asking a question and stuff. Yeah. Um, but for the, for this next exhibition, it's really um, it's like a one off. And it was to really kind of like shock people. Yeah. So uh, she's wanted loads of different functionality, like um, 
like different color lights or like red for when Alexa gets angry, and, like, <laughs> like flashing patterns and like uh, you know like um, she's got an audio section where it just starts to like strobe and go like disco lights. <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically, just com- had to re re rethink the architecture completely because the the Raspberry Pi was just proving too much of a pain in the ass, which is my yeah. ongoing experience with this. Um, and I just ended up getting a load of, um, uh, I want to say ESP two six six controllers, which are just like dirt cheap uh, Wi-Fi controllers. You can use them for anything. Yeah, you can use them for audio. You can use them for turning off lights and shit like that. But you can also use them to control LED strips. Nice. Um, so it was just a way fucking easier way of doing it. Um, yeah. To the point where now I've just got it, so she can just have her mobile phone inside the Alexa with her and just press the buttons. So set nice. up like a custom like interface for us. It's like red lights, press the button. Green lights, press the button. Nice. So it's it's nice. it, and it's all fucking so much easier as well. There's no plugging yeah. anything in. It's, it's all running off like one battery pack. Um, and I even actually like rebuilt the lid with the lights in, so they more kind of oh, like yeah. were floating on top of Alexa and like pointing down. So it's like like yeah. a glow. Yeah. Um, it's like it was really nice, and I put it on, and she was like, just looks like it's got a hat on. <laughs> <laughs> and like once once we saw it we just couldn't unsee it so i had to go yeah. back to the old like basically rip all the lights off this rig i'd built yeah go back to what she had which is essentially just a disc of cardboard with some fabric wrapped around it yep um and just tape the lights on the outside of <laughs> and it's kind of like it was a bit of a shame but at the same time it's quite funny because it's kind of this like this comment on like high tech and like um future society and kind of utopia and stuff but it's yeah. this really kind of shonky, like bodged together thing that she's inside. And it's like it's just it's just like a curtain around a bit of copper piping. Yeah. <laughs> and she's inside it with these like you can see the LED strips. <laughs> it's, it actually like in hindsight, it is actually funnier that way. Yeah. Because like just with the whole act with like the voice she's got and all the, the program things, it's yeah. just hilarious. So like I'm looking forward to basically she's got these uh, suits coming around who are looking for investments uh, in the arts in Leeds. Nice. Um, and the idea is that she just thirty of these suits just come in this room, have no idea what's going on. They get yeah. left there, and then she's just going to turn on and just start like abusing these people in the room. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like it's really scary. like I've I, I've done the, the experience a couple of times, and it's really scary. It's like yeah, I forget that my mate's in there, and it just becomes this really uncomfortable thing where like Alexa's like asking you for your bank details and like being really like rude to you and really aggressive and it gets yeah. more, it gets like worse and worse and then she gets like a bit sleazy oh brilliant like, what what are you gonna get me for my birthday and i'm like what's <laughs> going on it and then like the, the lights start flashing red and the whole room like fills with this red glow and you're like oh my god i'm trapped in this fucking horrible cycle <laughs> but it's really it's a really cool like experience so i'm really i'm yeah. really proud of her for, for doing it um yeah. yeah so that was this that was this weekend pretty much i've just um got off the phone with young Jess um, and had a really good conversation about what the boys are going to be doing at Maker Central. So I know it's only January, um, but May will creep up on us very quickly. Um, And if we have, obviously, if you haven't got your tickets yet or organized travel or accommodation or anything, it's probably start thinking about that now before the prices get even more crazy for for accommodation. But yeah, um, I think we'll have a really good, session this time at, at maker central We've got a bit more space than last time nice um and uh maybe think of some different like activities that people can do that's maybe a bit less traditional yeah um, maybe think about what some of the makers in the community can bring that's maybe unexpected or maybe stuff that people haven't done before yeah um, so thinking about 
you know, some of the cool shit that gets posted and like, oh yeah, I'd love to have a go at that. How can we do yeah. that? You know, without bringing in a glass blowing forge, but like, <laughs> yeah, what, mm. what, what could we actually do that's that's a little bit different? Nice. Yeah, that sounds so, awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's really good. It's kind of been putting it off, but just having a talk about it and making yeah. a bit of a plan, and suddenly all like ideas just start to drop, drop out. <laughs> like, oh, we could get so and so to do this, we get so and so to do that. So, yeah, very excited. Ace. Um, yeah, no, I funnily enough, I spoke to Nick earlier in the week about what's happening with uh, the forge um, and all that there, and we've we've got kind of an uh, similar to what we were doing last year, but just trying to take it up another notch sort of thing. Um, last year was an interesting one for us because obviously it was the first time that we'd been as the Forge. Um, so I think uh, Al and Joe didn't really know what to expect. Um, so yeah, I think like this time we're just a bit more confident with what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. Um, might change things up a little bit. Um, we're going to try and have a bit more of a st- structured kind of uh, timeline and stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 looking it's looking like it's going to be good fun this one. Oh um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it sounds like you have had a also had a very busy and fun week. And fun. I I super super badly want to um, do uh, like have the weird Alexa experience like that because there's also there's like a a, a really like cheesy like headpiece that you have to wear. It's kind of kind of like the one that Doc Brown has in Back to the Future, <laughs> where it's like just like a, a metal, a metal yeah. mesh with some LEDs stuck onto it. Yeah, and it's like the, the amount of people that have gone in un, 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 unknowingly and thinking it is actually something that's doing something. It's yeah, not, just a bit of wire and like a bunch of <laughs> like square nine volt battery stuck in the back of it. But it's like because it's set up with a microphone and, and like a chair, so it's like an it's almost like yeah. an interview. And yeah. It's just so intimidating, and everyone's like panicking when they come out. <laughs> like, I, I genuinely, even though I, like you say, I know it's your friend, just thinking about it is making me feel a little bit like anxiety ridden already. I would, I would say ninety percent of the people don't even realize there's a person inside it. Yeah, which is like ridiculous because why would it be so big? Like, it's obviously because yeah. like <laughs> they, they, they generally don't, did not realize. And like the way the way they converse with it is as if is it's as if they just don't even get it that there's a person in there. Yeah. It's hilarious. That's so good. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. Um yeah. No, that sounds like a good week. I have also had a Ooh. good, frustrating, weird week. Very um, awesome about it. It's uh yeah, it's another one of those where like there's been a lot happening and a lot going on. Um that was such a good face. Uh there was um so like uh, I spoke about a little bit last week. I had um my oh, I've set up my 3D printer from Jamie. Um and because I spent a lot of time at uh at the desk this week, I've um I've taken the opportunity to actually set the printer up and and do some like test prints and get that working and then got completely lost in a thingiverse hold for like a solid half an hour just going oh i could build that oh i could make that oh i could make that um oh piece of candy exactly so i've now got like a long list of random shit that i want to uh print um and i've I've done like four uh proper prints now um and um 
yeah it's, it's it's so much fun it's such a cool thing and it's i i can't believe how incredibly easy it is once you've got the bed leveled it's literally just a case of download a thing put it in uh um like the splicing software hit splice hit save and then take the sd card out put it in the printer and hit print and that's it and then like a couple hours later you have a stegosaurus guitar pick holder it's fucking awesome <laughs> it's not real woodworking though is it <laughs> exactly but i see a, i see a lot of frustration in your very near future steve where you yeah. think it's easy <laughs> well this is the thing is like it's one of those where i said to jamie like i'm gonna have to start um like actually download fusion and start like customizing things and making things myself rather than just stealing other people's work sort of thing um mm. and uh yeah that's that's gonna be it's gonna be fun um and a whole other learning curve but i'm really looking forward to as well like trying to combine the the blacksmithing with the 3d printing stuff um like i've got mm. a few ideas for the things that i want to do with that um which i just like i like i like that kind of that weird crossover of like super modern versus super old school um so that's gonna be fun uh but i've also um like we've been doing a load of house shit and getting stuff like that sorted um but it's been really good because it's it's been kind of like a a week of clearing the decks and getting everything sorted like and just a lot of um a lot of progress um which is good for both mine and jazz's mental health mm-hmm. um and uh yeah it's it, it's it's been a stressful week but but good um and then also we've been doing uh as anyone in the fools of tools group will know we've been doing a bit of filming in the forge um yeah for a couple of different things um the first one is uh we we are going to be doing um some youtube videos as the forge um we we've kind of got like an intro thing coming in where you just kind of introduce like who we are and what the business is and, and everything else. Um, and that's what I've been working on mostly and doing it with equipment that's really not designed for what we're doing has been great fun. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been a challenge. Um, but has meant that I've been sat here doing, uh, computer stuff. So it's allowed me to do the 3d printing things. Um, mm. But also we're doing, uh, like, I'm not quite sure what the name of it's going to be yet, but it's, we're calling it, like, Knife of the Month or something like that. Um, but essentially, because Al really enjoys knife making, or bladesmithing, um, and because Joe is such a, a talented um, uh, knife maker at, at doing the handles and, and the grind and the heat treat and, and everything else, um, they're doing, like, collaboration pieces together. So it's going to be a different knife every month rather than trying to do a range or anything like that they're just they're doing it for the enjoyment so they're doing it to have fun and to kind of have that little bit of escape um but still producing something for the business um and that's related to the business so yeah at the end of every month they're going to have this finished product and uh it will be sold off and i i'm not sure entirely the way that uh, we're going to do it yet i think the most likely option is that it's going to be put up for a price um you have like 24 hours to put your name down and then at the end of the 24 hours someone's name will be drawn out of a hat and that person then pays rather than doing like a you know you've got to pay to even be in with a chance sort of thing like it's just a case of this is the price if you want to buy it put your name in the hat 
if you win, right. you pay that <laughs> price sort of thing. Um, so yeah, that's been really good. And we've done like a few uh, like teaser trailers and things like that for that. Yeah. Um, I've been thoroughly anything... enjoying those. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think there's going to be a couple more of those coming out. Um, by the time this uh, episode comes out, uh, it will be Wednesday. So I think the knife is actually going up for auction on Friday. Um, so if you don't already, go and give uh, Alex a quick like and follow because you'll be able to see the finished article then. Um, but yeah, because we're doing all this filming and everything, and because I'm shooting on a 15-year-old camera and have no budget for equipment, I've been watching a lot of uh, YouTube videos on uh, filmmaking and like photography channels and DSLR-based stuff and things like that. And firstly, everyone that has a channel with DSLR in the name or that's based around photography looks exactly the same like they're all white guys that are between 25 and like 35 they all have hair like this it's not short not hair. hair it's not long hair it's just like you it's know, in that got... kind of weird in betweeny sort of thing they've all got like a bit of a beard but not a like it's it, it's either like a little bit of a goatee or like stubble like i've got or whatever but it's never a full bushy one and it's never clean shaven and <laughs> they all wear beanies all of the time and uh and yeah it was just it's fun watching like six different uh guys doing these videos and being like i don't know which one you are anymore because you all look the same um and yeah I've, I've been doing loads of research into like nd filters and stuff like that just like what's the cheapest things that I can get that are actually going to help improve um, the quality of the videos. Mm -hmm. So it's been, it's been fun, uh, but it has meant that I've had like several different hats on this week. And I've been going from doing like production work to filming, to edit, to research, to 3d printing. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been interesting kind of switching between those things all the time. And uh, that segues beautifully. Oh, into our uh, topic about switching between things and that whole Dolly Parton meme thing, the Dolly Parton challenge is that that's a really bad name and like undescriptive name for it. <laughs> but yeah, so Just there we go. Ha having profile pictures challenge. Mm. Yeah, it's um, a hard one to name that. Yeah, yeah. I, like it was. I, I, I obviously totally passed me by because I, I don't pay that much attention. But they all started popping up on people's Instagram. I was like, I don't know what this is. Mm. Um, but it is interesting to see people, the different facets of people's fake identity. <laughs> Albeit yeah. all of them are fake, but you have different versions of your fake identity, which I think is partly the hilarity of it. Yeah. Um, but the way that manifests in the real world as well, um, or even you know our interactions in this community, you know, just the different. Um, I don't want to say sides of people or personalities, but I think it's more the different hats you wear. Yeah, I think is a good a good analogy for it, and and um, the benefits of that, but also the kind of the the troubles it can get you into and the the challenges. Because I've got this like sort of weight on my shoulders of of being the clown, being the yeah. the Joker, um, and it's like the boy who cried sarcasm, like. <laughs> there's so many times at work where people think I'm joking or think I'm taking the piss. Yeah. And and it's really hard for me to be sincere. So even, even if it's like a compliment or like trying to be constructive or trying to give someone advice, 
Yeah. Um, it, it's it's exhaustingly hard for me to actually get people to understand that I'm in that mode. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not making a joke and I'm not doing like wordplay or like having a laugh. <laughs> like it's it like obviously there are sides to my personality. You know, I I can at times offer half decent advice <laughs> or, or or be constructive or be helpful. But it's just it's it's. I think the volume of it is is so much more calm compared to joking or shouting or making funny noises or making funny faces or dressing yeah. up. Um, that although the the gravitas of the two the two hats is equal, the way that people interpret them isn't. So for me, that's one challenge straight off the bat. Just just with those two things is is going from helpful to silly. Uh, yeah. is, is, a, is, is a challenging one. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's something that, um, that anybody that, uh, that tries to be a little bit comedic, um, has trouble with. Cause I think I remember speaking to you guys about when I, uh, when I was putting out those swear tags, yeah. I, I was really in two minds about it because as much as that, like, like those swear tag things are very much me, they're part of my personality. It's yeah. this, the fear of how that affects the like the public persona sort of thing um because you know that it for for want of a, a better thing like that the moonshine networks instagram account is it, it's part of my business it's part of where my income comes from like yeah like that i need to be conscious of that and it's it is that that whole um like what what part of your personality did you put into that because mm-hmm. it's you know, it, it's one of those things where I want it to be true to who I actually am, but at the same time, you, you know, you need to be conscious of like, well, if if someone that's uh, looking at that because they want to employ me or because they want to commission me or whatever um, is looking at it and they see something that that they don't agree with, yeah, or that they find offensive in some way, like that's that's something that you genuinely have to think about. Um, and I think nowadays more than ever with the, the rise of social media and the fact that everything we put out there is always on display. You do have to think about these things. Cause I, I know that um, I've got, uh, I've got friends that have lost jobs or that have not even got jobs in the first place because of things that have, they've posted on social media and completely innocently. Like I know uh, one of my friends, um, he had a, a Twitter account that he like not even logged into for like three years. And uh, he was told by a company that he was going for that they weren't employing him because of a tweet that he made like five, six years ago that was like oh completely unintentional. It was just a, a jokey tweet or whatever. But because of that, he didn't get the job. And like he looked at him and was like, fuck, I didn't even realize that he, he, like, you know, I've not logged into that for three years. I didn't know that that was still a thing. Um, and yeah, so you, you kind of have to be mindful of everything you put out there. And it's... <laughs> it's that thing of like, do you want to have to think about that all the time? Like, yeah, I, I like being able to just be me. That's why I like the fact that when we do the edits on the podcast, we basically just cut out the bits where one of our yeah. internets drops out and that's about it. Yep. And, uh, we definitely professional. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's why I like including the little snippets at the beginning and the end of the, the episodes where it's just random stupid shit that we say to each other, because it gives people kind of a peek behind the curtain and that's, yeah, it, it shows that we have our, we actually have personality rather than we're just repeating words off the internet sort of thing. 
I think well, in a, like a in a professional capacity as well, it's it's equally as challenging because for instance, there's a guy at work who's like super down to earth, super like local, born and bred, like Yorkshire lad. Um Salt of the know, earth. Salt of the earth, ham sandwich every dinner for lunch. Yeah. You know. Yes. Um comes in in his like jeans and trainers. He's actually he's got um I might spiff him actually. Yeah, I'll hold the spiffing because his his Instagram account's really cool. Yeah. Um but then like once every sort of two or three months he'll come in in a shirt. And everyone's like, yeah. what's going on? Are you going to a funeral or a wedding or something? And it's like, no, it's when he's got a client meeting. <laughs> and it's I think he thinks that he has to suddenly present himself in a different way because yeah. the person in the room is not talking about graphic design. They're talking about cash or yeah. consumer profiles. And what the process that must go through his head is, I therefore need to dress differently because yeah. that will inform how I behave or something. I don't know. Um, and I... I understand it to an extent, you know what I mean? Like, if, yeah, definitely. If, like, a, a police officer was just wearing like flip flops and a butt <laughs> plug, he wouldn't really be like in the mood to get much work done. But part of me is kind of like, no, fuck him. Like, I, I, yeah. I will turn up to this meeting in exactly what I wear every day because that's what who I am and what I do. Yeah. If I've got, if I've got to put up a like a, a facade and pretend that I wear shirts every day because your 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 business is really important to me. You know who you try yeah. to kid. It's like it's yeah. like it's like pretending you're someone you're not in a relationship. It's like it's only going to come back to bite you in the ass. Like what? What if that client like popped <laughs> in to say hello one day? Yeah, and there's Robin. He's like fucking turtles t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> it's like who's this massive child? Yeah, and and the thing is, is it's it's that kind of like yeah. You know, d- does that then become are you misrepresenting yourself, sort of thing? hundred percent. And because you know, one of the things that um that I love about working for to I, i'm just going to backtrack on that a sec because i had the same thing when i used to work in um in it uh, i had a guy that was in the same team as me he got promoted up to being a manager and he went from wearing jeans and a t-shirt to wearing a, a suit like just as soon as he got his new job that's it he was you know dressing to impress and all that um which was fine you know if he wanted to do that but then he started complaining at us and saying well you guys should all be wearing shirts and ties i'm like why the fuck do i need to wear a tie to work like i'm sat behind a computer all day like it doesn't i don't see any clients it's like oh well um you know in case in case the ceo comes around or something like that i was like i've met the ceo he walks around in a fucking polo shirt and jeans like he doesn't give a shit if i'm wearing a tie and um and he was talking about oh yeah but you've got to act professional and blah 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 blah. i was like i i'm still going to call you a dickhead whether i'm wearing a shirt and a tie or whether i'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt like what I'm wearing doesn't change who I am. And 99% of my communication is done through email or an instant messenger. Like they can't see me. This was before like hangouts and stuff was uh, a common thing. I was like, this, this really doesn't matter. Um, And that's one of the things that I love about working for Al is the fact that when, when we have a client um, coming into the workshop, he's never, not once has he ever said, "Oh, can you guys keep the noise down, or can you guys work on something else, or you know, <laughs> keep the noise down?" <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Can can you guys uh, make sure you're wearing a clean shirt, or have a shave, or anything like that? Like, it, it doesn't matter whether it's someone that's coming in just to to pick up something that they've ordered, or whether it's you know um, where we work with restaurants where we've had like big commissions and we've had the the restaurant owners come in and things like, stuff like that. He is 
exactly the same no matter who he's talking to. Um, I mean, he might turn the charm up a little bit if it's someone that he wants business from rather than someone that's coming in to ask for a, a gate or a railing sort of thing. But yeah, he that that doesn't change. And it's really nice to be um, around that kind of attitude because it it kind of it lets it allows me to do that. But then again, his Instagram is it's still very much him, but it's slightly toned down. Mm. Um, and I think that's true of pretty much everyone. I, don't, I can't think of anyone I know who doesn't edit themselves for um, for Instagram or anything like that. But then that's why I love the live things because you can't edit yourself. Like the best example I can think for someone not editing themselves on the internet is Jeff Fedder's live streams. They're fucking brilliant because... <laughs> He just goes off on random tangents, starts calling everyone that's uh, watching a dickhead and or twat or whatever, and like having a go at him. And like, no, fuck that! And then like, just he, he's just himself. He just it, it's great. It's it's really fun, and I think it's it's really refreshing to see people actually being themselves rather than having that edited, manicured. My life is so perfect. I'm so perfect. I never put a foot wrong. Kind of social media bullshit thing that happens well i don't want to i don't want to step back into stuff that we've already talked about which is um you know how do you present yourself on instagram or whatever social media stuff but um just as a just as a thought about the two of you uh steve you probably have a little bit more experience than al but uh i remember growing up and having people tell me that having a tattoo was going to cause issues, whereas like the majority of, let's say, my first three tattoos you could not see if I was wearing yeah. a t-shirt, and it never really bugged me. Which I know it's, I know it's just kind of like old social constructs of, <laughs> of like tattooed people are terrible, you know, or they're, they're yeah. scoundrels which I was never really opposed to. I don't really care if you don't like me because I have, you know, a silly tattoo on my arm. But um, I remember going to a meeting at my my job before I started working for Jimmy. And we were all told to kind of dress nice because we had these uh, investors coming into the room or, or something about the board, whatever it was this group of people that gave money to the company that wanted to be able to make decisions yeah and i showed up wearing a collared shirt and slacks but i had the sleeves rolled up because it was fucking hot and one of my tattoos on my arm was showing and the new ceo who started a few months before i quit was super not comfortable with it (laughs) and I remember having this moment of just like, I'm not, I mean, it might've been one of the, you know, the straws that eventually broke the camel's back. But I, when I started at that company, I worked for the CEO slash owner of the company who was, he, he wore a t-shirt that looked like it came out of the dirty clothes pile <laughs> in his house yeah, and a pair of, you know, khaki shorts or something like that. Like he didn't put on airs. He went to meetings in the exact same clothing. It was a yeah. startup company. It was supposed to be kind of hip. And he eventually built the company into, well, what eventually became a kind of a hostile takeover. But he never put on airs. 
and was respected yeah. professionally. I was lucky enough to work for that guy and then got involved in this, you know, executive takeover situation where I was told I needed to cover my tattoos for the meeting of the people that I'll never talk to again. Yeah. And they just need to know that there's a marketing department. Yeah. 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 And I was, I was basically being told to edit myself like yeah, in front of these complete strangers that I didn't give Put a the shit fucking about. dress on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I remember just having this, this moment of, of kind of stepping outside of the situation going, I don't think I want to work here anymore. Cause yeah. at no point in my life do I ever want to do work for a person or, or be employed by somebody who's going to judge me on, uh, what is it? My, my personal choices or what I do yeah. with my body. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, you know, tattoos, like I said, they, they tend to still hold on to this weird reputation of, <laughs> of like, you're a dirty person. You can't be trusted because you got a tattoo on your hand. Yeah. Go ahead, Steve. I, I know you. Yeah, no, no, I, I mean, like, I, I think that's something that's still prevalent now and people still consider it. I think, uh, if I remember rightly, like honor from dies in every film, he, like the reason that he left the army was because of his tattoos. Like it's, it's something that's, that's still very, very much um, a, a sticking point for a lot of people. Um, and, and like the tattoos thing, like I think is ridiculous because like you say, you know, if, if you need to cover them up, you just put a shirt on and, or, you know, if you've got hand tattoos, then you just put your hands in your pockets. Like, you know, it, it, it's, and it, it, it's a piece of art on your body. It, like the, my my personal views on it i find i i i find it baffling that that people still think like that that people still think that if you have a tattoo you're a bad person or whatever um but then there's like there's a distinct um difference between my personal beliefs and the reality of the situation like one of one of my best friends um uh when i used to to run pubs he was complaining to me that um someone that uh used to own a few pubs in the, in the town that this guy lived in um wouldn't employ him uh because of the way he looked um and my friend tom he's six three he's got hair down to like his belly button um very very goth look like big new rock boots like cradle of filth t-shirt nails that are a bit too long and like all this sort of shit and uh and always wears his hair down and and all this and um and he was complaining to me and i was like i i get where you're coming from but at the same time i don't blame him like if you came to me for a job i wouldn't employ you he was like what the hell yeah you you've got long hair you do this i was like yeah but when i go to or when i'm working my hair's tied up when i'm working i'm not wearing a cradle of filth t-shirt like if i go to someone for an Yeah, if I um, if I'm yeah. going to someone for a for a job interview, then I'm going to wear like something that's appropriate. Um, he was like, "Oh yeah, but I'm that shouldn't matter." Yeah, exactly. So uh, he's like, it, "That shouldn't matter because I'm you know I'm I know how to pull a drink. It doesn't what I wear doesn't affect how I serve a drink." I was like, "No, but you're you know you're go- you're going for a job in a pub that's mostly frequented by people in their sixties pl- like up. Like you're." you've got to think about the the audience that you're you're going with like a lot of those people are going to feel very uncomfortable about it and the business owner has to think about it in terms of well actually 
that's going to affect my business. I, you know, by employing you, I'm going to lose out on customers. So if we were to flip this then, and it not be about like people judging you and being yourself, you know, and it not be about this kind of social chameleon thing. Yeah. Is it, can it be about what you do? So like your skill set, is there, is there something in your arsenal of abilities that can actually adapt to different situations? So I'm just thinking, cause the, actually looking at the Dolly Parton post. Yeah. What she's saying is I can do it all. Yeah. She's, she's not saying I can please everyone or I can look like I fit into any crowd. She's no. saying I can be the businesswoman. I can be the, the, the sex goddess, you know, I can be the mum, I yeah. can be the, the, the grafter. And that is test, you know, paramount to her success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Decades that that's been how she's done so well because she, you know, legitimately is all those things. So I think what she's saying is 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 a little bit more, a little deeper, and a little bit less superficial. Ironic yeah. for someone that's fifty percent plastic, but um, <laughs> you know, is is there Brett? I'm just thinking about your kind of mixed bag of, of skills. Is, is there is there times when actually you can flip those switches and go? Boom, today I'm editor Brett. Boom, today I'm blacksmith Brett. Boom, today I'm, you know, engineer Brett. In those different um, scenarios. Well, okay, so this this gets into uh kind of personal personal stance or or uh personal space. Personal space, my personal space. Um I don't ever have a problem nowadays. It, it was a hell of a lot different when I was younger, but it, I find that it's a a difficult skill to to let's say develop where you're able to still be perceived as you. Call it call it like brand recognition, right? Like I can see myself going and having a discussion in front of a group of people about editing or video production. Okay. And then still be the same person if I was going to do one of the little, you know, blacksmith tutorials or, uh, you know, any other one of the the jobs that I've had in the past that I feel confident discussing yeah. in front of people, I'm still able to be perceived as, yes, that's, that's me and all of those different facets, but there is a different, most of it comes with different verbiage or, you know, like internal jargon that is used by these people. So you're speaking their language, similar to what we talked about in previous yeah. podcasts. It's just, I need to know the language. It's not necessarily what I look like or, or how I present myself as much as it is. Am I speaking the same language? So, you know, if you want to tie it into something visual or the way that you present yourself, I do think that, you know, if you show up to, uh, you know, wedding that you're supposed to, everybody's supposed to dress nice and you show up in a Slayer t-shirt and ripped jeans, mm -hmm. you're, you're making a statement at that point of like, oh, yeah. this is just me, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You're not really playing to the audience <laughs> and you're not yeah. really playing to the, to the moment that you're experiencing, right? You're, you're doing that more out of the respect for the people that you're attending those things to. Yeah. I, as far as the dressing up as an example goes, I I don't dress up often, but when I do, I like to go to the nines. So if there's an opportunity for me to go like, hey, we're all getting fancy. This is a celebration thing. I'm going to do that. 
but it doesn't necessarily change the way I present myself other than the clothing, right? Yeah. Tie your hair up, Steve, like, like you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, when it comes to the professionalism stuff though, it's so much different because everything that we do is, or most of the stuff that we do now is online. So, you know, in a video I'll choose to like the last video I wore my Zelda t-shirt cause it just contextually made sense. <laughs> yeah. But in the I, I, yeah, I have had multiple discussions with people uh, that have stopped by when I was up at gyms and I'd be forging and I'm wearing like a little mermaid t-shirt, which I have three of. Yeah. I love my aerial shirts. It's like yeah. my own little weird collection. And there's definitely this, this kind of immediacy of just like, is that a Disney princess shirt? <laughs> like, yeah. Why does it fucking matter? Yeah. And, and they're not even being, you know, stinky about it. They're just asking. They're like, Oh, is that, are you like a fan of little mermaid? And I'm like, so what if I am? Yeah. I mean, I, I think walking. So what if I am? <laughs> what if we're his family? I really like the way that you you put that, like maintaining the brand no matter what the situation. And I mean, like again, again to echo what you were saying about like the wedding, like uh, my friend Tom, that was the the goth that wouldn't get a job. Um, he now has, uh, or he's worked in London for years, and he still maintains his look. But when he goes to the office, you know, he wears a a, a shirt that's you know it's, it's still um like a, a very gothy sort of shirt but it's it's a button-up you know he just like you said he's just tailoring it to that audience so he's still maintaining his own brand he's just doing that um and the other thing that you said that i really like was uh about being able to talk people's language and i think that's a key thing because as soon as you can talk someone's language and you you know you, you use that verbiage that that people associate with that that skill that job that career or whatever people then um they, they instantly have a, a certain level of respect for you it, it's it's like they suddenly go oh okay you're you're one of us because you you can use that 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 language or that in that context um and i think having lots of experience and being able to do that helps you then be able to use experience from previous things mm. to to apply it like if you if you only ever did one job your entire life and you went into another job, you would find it really hard to, like, I'm saying you as in like 90% of the population. You, Al, would find it really hard. <laughs> but yeah, you'd find it really hard to apply the skills that you have to that new situation. Whereas if you've done lots and lots of things and you've already done that, you've, you know, you've already gone from one job where, you know, you, for example, you know, you worked in a kitchen and then you go work in a, um, a graphic design studio and you go, Oh fuck! Actually, I'm used to this pressure. I'm used to these things, and and that means that now I can apply that skill to this job. Mm. And then you go to your next job, and you go, oh, actually, I've got like two skill sets that you know they intertwine, and actually they they mix with this one as well. Because at the end of the day, like any skill you have can always be applied to a new thing, and that's I think that's a really important thing that people. Um, sometimes miss out on is the fact that you can just use those skills and apply them elsewhere it's it's like uh if you're a, a woodworker and you know to measure twice and cut once same thing happens in metalwork you know you you measure it twice before you cut it and then glue it back on because it's metal yeah exactly <laughs> it's easy um yes comma but is is there the flip side to that we we always preach about kind of 
transfer of skills and you know yeah approaching things um laterally and, and thinking actually can i solve this in a different way or in a less traditional way it, what about the people who have one hat you know and 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 perfect that hat and own that hat and, and are just known for that thing you know people who talk in metaphors ought to shampoo my crotch like <laughs> just do one thing do it well stick to your guns be known for that thing and you you won't let people down you th there's no you know management of expectations because you, 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 it's reliable you know you're not out of your depth you're never yeah. kind of um winging it you know we're, we're always you know preaching about winging things and making it up as you go along and you know um being brave and stuff but it i think it'd be folly to kind of um dismiss the, the other side of that argument yeah 100 percent. wear one hat and wear it well yeah you know yeah. dolly Parton just putting up one picture and going this is me yeah i mean i think that again that comes down to a personal choice like if um and, and there's nothing there's no reason to say that you can't um have a main hat as it were and still be able to switch out occasionally if you need it um and i i do think that if 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 that's your person if that's what you want to do then then yeah you you go for it i mean that's why yeah that's why i left it and wanted to become a blacksmith full-time because i wanted to be really good at that one thing and you know that that's why i you know i put a lot of my time and effort into that the fact that i can apply some previous previous experience to that job is great but but yeah like you say like that that's that's where i want to be that's that's my goal um i think having again with all things the best place to be is in that little gray area in between um like having being able to or, sorry not pigeonholing yourself to one thing i think I think it's good to be good what about at pigeon? something, <laughs> um, but I think uh, restricting yourself um, has a lot of disadvantages as well. Um, but, but, but again, no but, no, but being an expert isn't restricting yourself, is it? Be, you know, I don't know. No, no. Yeah, and like I said, that that's Cristiano Ronaldo just takes free kicks all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like you know, if. if if that's where you want to be, then then that's Tiger Woods great. shit on the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and again, like you know, there there are people that are absolute masters of their craft, and they're the ones that everyone kind of um, aspires boring, to be. Is that it? Do, do you need do you need the multi multiple facets in order to be an interesting person? No, that's that's the thing. Is it 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 depends on your personality. It depends on what <laughs> what you want, and that's the thing. Is it's such an individual thing. Which, like I say, that's why I kind of I like the the grey area in between the two because I think if you've got someone that's just a, a jack of all trades and just does like uh, I'm going to do this one thing I've tried it for five minutes and I'm going to go on to the next thing oh I've done that I'm going to go on to the next thing I'm going to try that and you never you never grow or you expand and you don't because like, having um, if you have fifty jobs over the course of a single year then you're never really going to learn much from any single one job. Um, whereas if you have one job for 50 years, you're going to get to a certain point where actually, I'm not going to say you're going to know everything about that job because there's many jobs where you can do it for 50 years and never know everything, but yeah, you know, you're, you're going to get to a certain point where your knowledge plateaus. And I think that changing up every so often, and it's not necessarily, um, changing 
like if we're talking careers like it, it's not necessarily like being a blacksmith for example like it's not a case of like right well i've done blacksmithing for 10 years i'm now going to go work in wood it's i've done architectural blacksmithing for 10 years i'm going to go try making tools or i'm going to try bladesmithing or i'm going to mix up a little bit like i for me that's more what i want to do but i i would rather do that for let's say 10 years and then maybe change it up rather than do it for two weeks and then change it up does that make sense it was in english well i i I feel like that's a really difficult uh i feel like that's a really difficult thing to again i feel like it comes back to perspective because uh even when we've chatted before about you know the the hobbyist makers that do the things on the weekends and then they have their professional jobs during the week Hmm. they're still effectively wearing two hats and you know, it, the idea that is one better than the other or is one more difficult than the other is what, what your question kind of sparked in me. It's like, would I, would I rather know that I'm able to go to, say, Al for design advice or uh, branding or anything like that, knowing that he has all of these other skills attached because of, you know, seeing him on YouTube and... Um, I don't know, working with you on projects in the past. I, would it be better if I just looked at you and went, Al is good at design. I don't want to talk to him about anything else. Because not that the rest of your stuff is shit. It's more just where where is the line drawn in, in like expertise or yeah. how do I see you presenting yourself? To, I, don't, I don't actually get to see anything that you do at your job. Mm-hmm. So really, the majority of your life or your your day to day is spent doing something that we don't typically see, or at least I don't typically see, mostly because the brands that you work with, you know, there may not exist over here. So I don't get to look at a truck and go, "Oh, Al designed that logo that's on the side of that eighteen wheeler." Um, I look at you more as the maker side, and and the fact that you can wear all of these different hats and go, "Ooh, maybe if I ever do Raspberry Pi anything, I'll talk to Al." I don't actually think first off to go to you for design advice and it has nothing to do with my history or, or background in design. It's more, I just don't even see you that way. Well, that, that, that brings up another question then, because you know, if it was like, Oh, I need some advice on leather. Boom. We'll go, I'll go speak to red, you know, straight off, straight off the bat. Like I, there's an instant association. Yeah. Or, um, you know, I need some. I need to. I need some fresh pasta tips. It's like Frank Oz with that. <laughs> yeah. You know, let, let that those those instant connections in your brain between somebody who's known for something or somebody you know. Um, I want to animate a character. Like, give Brett a call. Yeah. So everyone in that community all all has that facet of what they're kind of known for and what they could. You could reach out for them to advice. Yeah. Or on the flip side have some advice for them. Like, oh, I just saw this really cool thing. I thought you'd like it because I know you're really into X. Yeah. But if if you're if you're so scattered, do people hesitate or do people not reach out or do people not offer those things? Or like, oh, I was going to send you a message about Al, but I didn't know if you liked Picard. <laughs> <laughs> for instance, you know, like, um, is... 
does it does it create barriers as well and and, and or hesitation? Like I, I think, instantly know who I want to talk to about every facet of, of making. Yeah, but I, I think like everyone that you you listed there, like they none of them are sole specialists in that thing. They you know they might specialize in that that you know like Red might specialize yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. leatherwork and no, I know what you mean. But he has so many other things going on as well. Um, and I think it, it goes back to what I was saying earlier on, like it, it's that that kind of gray area. Um, and I think, yes, if you have someone that is um, like solidly only ever does one thing, I think it, I, what I'm trying to say is I think it's very rare that you get someone that's, uh, that is a complete generalist that that doesn't have any kind of speciality, like any kind of thing. And generally those people that are generalists are pretty good at each and every one. Like Jimmy, for example, is a is a great example. Like he's done a little bit of everything. He but he is good at, at all of those things. And I wouldn't I wouldn't um unless it's something that I know that I know more than him in, like I'm not gonna hesitate asking him a question. And it might just be that actually he's yeah, he's a great person to go to to get a start for 10 sort of thing. Like yeah. just that first little bit of information that sends you off down that that rabbit hole or you know, because it's I think when it comes to like a completely new subject, it's it's not even knowing what questions to ask. And those um, those total generalists tend to be people that you can say, I know you know a little bit about this. Can you just point me in the right direction? And they go, oh, yeah, well, you want to go speak to Red or you want to go speak to Franco or you want to you know, go watch this person on YouTube or go to this shop or whatever. Like they have that enough general knowledge that they can they can kind of get you started um so i think i, I don't really know what i think i think it, it, it's it's one of those like i think steve house i don't really know what i think <laughs> like there's there's enough uh there's enough value in in all of them like each one has their own value um yeah that's kind of my two cents on it i think so to go back to kind of go back to what sparked all of this with the silly Dolly Parton thing. Um, I think you made a joke about it, Al, while we were having the chat, but I have seen a couple of people that just uh, quartered it off. Right. So what, what are the four things that it's supposed to say? Fa- LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Instagram, something yeah, or other. As if those, the, you know, as if it's like Tinder for work, for being social, for looking yeah. cool, and being sexy, for instance. Yes. If, if it's so, shallower than that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've definitely seen people jump on the, the kind of silly bandwagon of just posting one photo in <laughs> yeah. one of those boxes where it's just like, I only do Instagram. Yeah. yeah. I think it was, uh, there was one of the blacksmiths that I follow. I, I can't recall who it was, but I was looking at it this morning and it was just, they don't have a social media presence outside of Instagram. They don't do YouTube videos. They don't do anything. So it's just, a decent shot. It's not even like a sexy or enticing shot. It's just like I'm on Instagram. Yeah, that's it. So kind of poking fun at the little trend that's going around or, or this little fad that's going around. <laughs> um, I, I present the question to you guys, but how would you? Oh, OK, there you go. And Laffy just did the exact same picture on all four. Great. Um, well, technically, I did. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Well, for you guys, where do you see your strength? And let's let's take this out of the little Instagram social media 
silliness of it, but if you had to say work, social, we won't necessarily bring like the Tinder dumb thing that's up yeah. there, but where do you see your strongest presentation point of self, right? Is it in your teaching? Like Steve, well, we've no, talked it, about that yeah, a lot. It could, it could be like um, teaching, uh, you know, business. So whether that's like making money or, you know, supporting yourself or selling things, you know, that side of life that needs to be done. Um, you know, friendship, you know, or, or relationships in general. So it could be family or, or loved ones or anything. Um, there's three very different facets already. Yeah. That have nothing to do with social media, but um, like my strong point would absolutely not be like making money. Like I would be the worst <laughs> entrepreneur or yeah. Dragon's Den attendee because this is not my not in my interest. You know, I'd, I'd much rather be helping people or teaching people or learning or you know experimenting than making cash. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so straight away that's like the side of me that would be a terrible picture in this quadrant metaphor um not just being like a, a, a rotting corpse <laughs> in that, in that <laughs> quadrant. but then you know in the bit that where all the energy goes you know that would be much more i guess it's i guess it's what you you know do, do you feel like at the end of the day when you've done like a really hard day's work and you feel great like uh, is, that's a good measure of it isn't it like i feel yeah. i feel much better sweating and my body aching than I do on payday. For instance, for a class yeah. metaphor, like, but it, it, maybe it's about what, what I find value in or what I think is important. Well, to make it delightfully nerdy, it's like a D and D alignment. Yes. Yeah. Matrix. If you look yeah. at it that way, I mean, at the end of the day, the, you know what? That's that's what should happen. Somebody <laughs> should make the D and D thing for makers yeah. <laughs> and screw the whole Dolly Parton thing. Um, plus, you get a lot more choices that way. With with small alignment changes, you know, just between this this grid. Yeah. If no one knows what I'm talking about, just go up, uh, go search D and D alignment. Um, my uh, friend Alex, my Alex, and I. Uh, I think I have the, yeah, I have the t-shirt because I wore it in the axe making video. It says chaotic good. Yeah. Hmm. Um, because we both, we both kind of sit in that alignment, which is, it's hilarious because it's just like thriving on chaos, but always looking for a good outcome or to kind of be like the good guy. If you're looking at this as like evil versus good, chaotic good is a little uh, left of center. I can't remember where the alignment sits and I don't have a <laughs> picture in front of me. But um, I like that idea because it it ends up being, yes, it's a nerdy reference, but it's a really good... Um, it's a really good gauge for how I approach pretty much every aspect of my life. So when you look at chaotic, chaotic good or these alignments within the D&D &D board, um, like your example, Al, money. Money is is like... Uh, you know, I tend to put that more with like evil and it, it's not <laughs> yeah. about money. Like, you know, that, that goes for the bad guys that just want to, want to be, I mean, yes, um, you've got to eat. Yes. you got to pay the bills. Yes. you got to put, yeah, put we get that. Time. Like, yeah. we know that like, yeah. But this, this idea that your D and D alignment would somehow be 
proof of your approach to your professionalism <laughs> and your uh your work habits and everything like that al you can be you can be on the on the neutral good side or whatever the hell it is where what you pretty much turn neutral there you go and you're you're basically just trying to do good for those for you and yours and the people around you you give a lot of time and energy to a lot of other people outside of yourself so you're not greedy and this evil natured you know ulterior motive behind it <laughs> Maybe there yeah is. so really what i was getting at with that is i want to see a DD board for makers that just <laughs> has everybody on the D alignment chart um oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, sorry, that, that ended rather sooner than I thought it was going to. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's an interesting thing. And like Thanks. what you were saying about um, uh, like where where our strengths lie. Like I think for me personally, it I've always been um, I've always I don't want to say edited myself, but I've always toned myself to the to the audience. Um, and I'd like to think like I, I do that, but retaining my personality, um, like whether that's like, if we're doing a demonstration, for example, I'm still me, I still make stupid jokes. I still flirt with the 50 year old woman that's sat two rows back, but you know, I'm just, I'm not going to drop a C bomb in the middle of it. Like, whereas, um, you know, if we're recording the podcast, then yeah, I'm going to try and push certain aspects of my personality more you know i try and be a little bit more thoughtful about what i say um and yeah if, if i'm just hanging out with friends then i i worry less about my um uh my language and what i'm saying and and less about um like the the potential implications of what i'm saying and i just worry about having fun and and taking the mick um so I think it's 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 good to be aware, and I think it's good to to have those those hats that like all those different hats for different situations. Um, but as long as they all are the same brand, sort of thing. Like as long as as long as you're not um, wearing a mask uh, to hide who you are, as long as you're wearing just a hat, I think that's that's a good thing. Um, but again, like like you said, it's it's all down to a personal choice. Um, and everyone gets to make that choice about themselves because you know they they get to decide what they put out there, and that is spiffing. People that we think that spiffing. Uh, it's spa, spa, which means that I'm going first and. I'm going to spiff um, one of the members of the Falls with Tools Facebook group. Um, he uh, he put up a video and put it into the um, into the group, and he just so happened to put it in exactly the right time for me because I was like, oh, I'm between edits at the moment. I'm going to click on this to take a break, and it was um, Chris from the Mad Maker. Uh, he the video itself was making a. Uh, a lithoplane of an animated GIF. So a lithoplane <laughs> is where um, you have a, a piece of solid material that uh, due to different thickness and density of the material, when you shine a light through it, it shows a different picture. So, you know, it, it's like a, a picture that, that only works when there's a light. Like a pumpkin. 
So it's yeah. like a pumpkin, Steve. Yeah, like a carved pumpkin. Um, and uh, Chris happened to print several of them to make a stop motion uh, version of the Picard um, facepalm meme, uh, which was brilliant. And it was a really uh, fun thing to see. Um, it was a good video. And that is the video that actually inspired me to pull my finger out my ass and actually level the bed on the printer um, and do another test print, which ended up working perfectly. And, you know, it's because of Chris that I've now got a load of random, unnecessary printed shit on my desk. So, yeah, he's spiffing and everyone should go check him out and watch his latest video. Nice. Uh, B, Brett. Brett. Yeah. So I mentioned it quite early on in my what am I up to, but if you are not following Donovan's uh, slash Once Upon a Workbench on Instagram and the YouTubes, he's been having a ton of fun making the little treasure hunt that he's put together. And if you watch the videos on his YouTube channel, um, he's kind of doing an analysis. I don't know if he'll continue doing it for each clue set that he's doing, but... um, one of his most recent videos is him kind of establishing what he did in the first clue or first couple of clues and where they kind of went wrong or how people found the solutions or where he wanted to take you. And so he actually breaks down how you were meant to find a couple of the uh, clues. And if anybody's interested in doing that, which I am, um, it's fun to see how other people kind of build the puzzles and yeah, it reveals a little bit of the, you know, pull the curtain back like we talked about in a few mm-hmm. episodes ago. Um, I find it I find it really intriguing just to see how somebody's brain works and goes, you know, I wanted you to do this thing and then you had to convert it over to this and then take it through this web source and then do all these things and then you find a website address. That stuff is super interesting to me. So uh, similar to when Red put out his wonderful little challenge a few months ago this has been nice to to a little bit of a challenge or a little bit of a brain teaser uh to break up the monotony of you know editing videos so go watch donovan's stuff instagram youtube once upon a workbench fun guy sweet chap nice yeah cool good shout uh al yeah, mine is uh, my colleague that I was talking about earlier. Um, he has a Instagram account called Skelly Toys. His name is Rob Skelly, and um, he loves He-Man. Uh, and his Instagram account uh, is Skelly Toys, all one word. And basically, he's just got like a massive collection of toys from when he was a kid in the eighties and nineties. Nice. Um, and it's not like it's not a photography account so it's not like when people like photograph toys in like you know settings and anything like that yeah. it's it's completely lo-fi and just funny and nonsense and silly but it's all kind of a retrospective and he's all kind of he'll get out like uh coloring in books of the turtles from when he was like six uh and just like, share the weird stories from when he was a kid and all kind of things like if you know if you're into like wrestling and cartoons and all that kind of stuff, yeah, um, it's just a really nice like totally innocent, totally like naive retrospect, but like from the point of view of an adult, 
So he's yeah. just looking back now and just going like, "What the fuck were we doing? Why was why why did we all collect <laughs> these things? Or how did this ever pass as like a, a commercial?" Or um, yeah, he's got loads of like old VHS footage as well that he'll like dig out and and just put on Instagram of like just shit adverts for toys. <laughs> um, it's really funny. I don't think it's particularly English. I think you know. I think a lot of the things on here are like, well, you know, international. Um, yeah. Obviously, cartoons and shit. So probably most people will get it. Um, yeah. But just go check him out. It's it's a really funny uh, Instagram account, and th- there's nothing on it other than toys, um, <laughs> <laughs> toys and like old comics and old cartoons and yeah, and weird games and shit like that. So Skelly Toys on Instagram. Go check it out. And Rob's a super nice guy. So nice. Go check it out. Good shout. Uh, I will check that in a minute. Uh, right. Is there any other business? Not from me. Hey, from you, Steve. Uh, all I was going to say is you saying about the, it being very lo-fi reminded me that I was going to say anyone that's doing any uh, like long edits or anything like that, I don't know about you guys, but I find that, um, especially if I'm doing like voice stuff, then I find the silence between clips really, really jarring. Uh, so for the last week i've had um just music on in the background but i i always find that if it's something that i actually really want to listen to i get distracted too easily um and if you just put lo-fi into youtube oh, yeah. there are so many lo-fi like lo-fi hip-hop lo-fi jazz lo-fi whatever and um, they've all got these really nice little um like animations and stuff like that girl in the window yeah. with the rain and the cat yeah exactly <laughs> or the raccoon with the laptop and like they, they're so fucking good for just background music to work study to um so yeah if you're finding you need something to put on whilst you're doing stuff then yeah just put lo-fi on and if you put it on on youtube as well you can actually knock the sound right down so it's barely playing so it's, it doesn't interfere with what you're listening to which is something that i've had to do a few times this week but uh yeah that was it and it's only because you said about lo-fi Thanks for that. Is that a hand up, Brett, or just a woohoo? Nope, this is a woohoo. I love that channel. Um, I've got some. I bought uh, pins. I bought pins from Chilled Cow of, nice. the, of the girl. <laughs> yes. Um, I've got some AOB, and it's just around. We've obviously all seen in the news the um the devastation of the the bushfires in Oz, um, and I think it's brought, you know, yes, it's the other side of the planet, and it's a different world, but it's all brought home to us because so many of our kind of friends in this community are based in Australia. And there's a, there's a great maker community there. Um, a lot of people in the group, a lot of people we interact with and they've always given us nothing but support. And I think it's just important that we support them as well. You know, I think we see fires every year in Australia, same way we will see hurricanes in the States. You know, it's, it's a, it's a seasonal thing, but, um, this year was particularly bad. It was, it was, I think, the worst yeah. on, on record. Um, and uh, Sumo, so Dirk over at Sumo's Projects, um, super nice guy. We've, we've talked about him in the past, but um, his latest video was was just kind of a a collection of of some of the the, the makers in Australia and how they've kind of got together and um, are trying to help raise money and donate funds. And what's really stood out for me as well is that a lot of this has been about wildlife. Um, yeah. which I think is a real kind of change of voice. You know, a lot, often you, you hear stories of, of 
natural disasters and, dev- and damage to property and how many billions of dollars and you know people's houses and all this kind of thing. And I just think it not only is it is it important that everyone bands together, but I think it's really refreshing just to hear a different story this time and it'd be about helping animals and helping you know nature get back to where it needs to be. Yeah. Um it was really interesting um little movement about people makers getting together and like knitting things that were needed for yeah for rescue so whether it was like um things to protect bats or little pouches for joeys who got orphaned um so you know suddenly like people with knitting skills can can help out yeah. in a natural disaster which just seems so like strange and disconnected but it was just fantastic to see creativity yeah. make a difference um so if you've not already seen um dirk's video it is in the facebook group um and just go and check it out um it's really compelling he's as i say he is a nice guy on super nice a, a normal day um yeah. but this is just super sincere and, and heartfelt and he kind of comes across just just telling the story and making sure everyone knows what's going on um and it's all about kind of just raising money for um the bodies that are trying to help yeah you know get some sort of um rescue and, and operations and, and rebuild and stuff so all the kind of red cross and, and australian um like wildlife organizations that that can help so yeah go check it out you know if you can't help out monetarily can you help out with your creative skills can you help share the word um even just watching dirk's video i think will help you know it's only yeah. got a couple of hundred views so um yeah go and go check yeah. it out yeah even, even if you just like it and and share it amongst your friends like just getting getting more eyes on it will help and, and like i said like the um hearing Dirk talk about it is um very very heartfelt and it, it's um yeah it it, it it I was gonna say it's quite emotional but that sounds really dicky but <laughs> like it you know there, there is obviously a lot of emotion to it and it's it's um he he talks about it well yeah um but yeah. I think you can get you can get desensitized to things I think you know you yeah. see murder and explosions and terrorism on the news every day but put in a sort of human story to it and an animal story to it and, a, yeah. you know, uh, some narrative to it that, that is just a normal person. It's not the news. It's not the press. It's not hyperbola. It's just yeah, I think bloke talking about what's going on. <laughs> I, think, I think that's that's uh, kind of what I was trying to say, like the fact that it's, you know, he is, he is just a bloke and he talks about it and he talks about it really honestly and, and it kind of brings it home as to the fact that this shit is actually happening and actually going on. It's not just... Some pictures on a TV screen, sort of thing, but um, yeah, no, that's a good shout. Um, is is that it then? We done? Yeah. In which case, uh, you can find us in all of these social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade Thirteen, and you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al's Hack Shack. There we go. Uh, uh, and uh, you want to get us as a group, you can find us at FWT Podcast on Instagram, FWTPodcast.com on the internet. And as previously mentioned, you can find us in the Facebook group where we are all very active. <laughs> Tom, it's not, it's not good. Yeah. Uh, I'm the account. <laughs> I'm not a person like- in that group. I'm the fucking group. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think people will get that, the fact that you haven't figured out how to turn that bit Can off Can you not yet. tell by the sarcastic tone of every <laughs> message that fills the tools post? I know, but that's why I kept like being like, no, no, Al, Al is in here, he just he posts the thing. Um, 
but yeah uh so go be in there and enjoy all that um and i think that's it and uh until next time we love you especially you dirk and we'll see you next time bye, bye. bye. bye.